This episode is brought to you by Uvo Kinesio Tape. Y-U-V-O Kinesio Tape. Kinesio Tape is great if you're sore, banged up, or just kind of lazy. It's great to recover from your gym session, uh, those amateur sports sessions you guys are all playing in. Uh, look like a pro athlete with Uvo Kinesio Tape. Find it today at eBay's One Store. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain, Ricky Ricardo. Welcome back, everyone, to another Swift Kicks podcast. I'm Al Super. My co-host is Ben Green. Man United, Jose Mourinho, is currently at 4-1 to one odds of leaving Manchester United. He's currently the most likely manager to go. I think that's how he started off the season. We're going to ask if Mourinho has third season syndrome. Is it a real or is it a myth? Ben, got to get your, your input on that first, but I'm going to tell you, if you listen to the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can earn $5,000 from just going to a soccer game. Oh, coming in fresh. Yeah, yeah man. So United are in all sorts of issues. I, I think there's a whole lot going on across the prem that we got to talk about first before we dive straight into Mourinho. What, what, did, what were your big takeaways from this weekend, Alex? Uh, my takeaways were that Arsenal are kind of in some trouble um, and Newcastle were terrible. That is, that is what I got. Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah. I mean, I think NBC Sports over here in the U.S. was kind of kicking themselves having to play that game. I wouldn't have walked across the street to watch Newcastle play Cardiff. Absolutely. And I'm a lifelong fan, so that's saying a lot. Um, But what I want to talk to you first about, uh, normally we'd have Kiko here to talk about La Liga. He's, I don't know, he decided to be in bed or something, something like that. Does it work? Yeah. I'm going to go with he's in bed. Um, The league has announced that they'll be playing one regular season game to start, at least, in the United States. It looks like definitely it'll be like a Barcelona game or they'll bring Real Madrid over, uh, bring some excitement over to the States. But it sounds like the players in the league aren't happy at all and are now threatening to go on strike. Ben, what's your take on this first on La Liga bringing a game over to the U.S.? And then should these do these players have any sort of argument? Should they be angry at this? What what was the whole story behind why they want to strike? It's the players' union. Yeah. Strike, but I just can't remember why. Yeah, it's, it's the players' union saying that basically nobody told them about this. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, it's going to mess with their schedules. They're, they're kind of just saying that it doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't benefit the players. It doesn't benefit the fans. My whole take on it, though, is they're worried about their schedules and travel and everything. And I think they put it down to like a health reason. And it's like, if any of these players ever have a vacation time, they take a 10 hour flight to Dubai. So what's a six hour flight to definitely like Miami or LA or something like that. You know, yeah, it's not like they're flying coach. Either. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they're definitely sleeping the whole way in the plane. Yep. It'll take some ambient. They'll be out. Now, you know what, Alex, I think this brings back the age-old argument of the real SPL. You would not see Rangers pulling some crap like this. No, um, they wouldn't have the, the Scottish money. Scottish Premiership. Right, <laughs> Scottish Premiership. There's like only 12 teams, but like you'd never catch them doing that because they, they got real grit. And first off, you know, you got Rangers versus Barcelona. Rangers would probably have to walk over to the U.S. at this rate. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of appreciate them wanting to keep a little bit of tradition and, like, change is scary, but it's going to sell tickets. You know what I mean? It's going to sell tickets. It's going to make them a ton of money. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, I think it's, like, you know, it's undeniably it's exciting for any American soccer fan that's been following the league or, you know, at least knows, like, the big teams from that league. It's going to be great, you know, potentially a good way to grow the game as well, but it's also kind of like a cynical 
profit maximization strategy that pretty much distance, you know, La Liga's teams, their players, and their local fan bases. You talk about, okay, of course, Real Madrid and Barcelona have really big fans, but some of these smaller teams across Spain, you know, their fans are the town that they're in. Um, and it kind of just proves a point once again that in sports, you know, money matters more than anything, really. I mean, that's a given. But the thing is, is they'll get kickbacks from it. They'll enjoy it. And, you know, they'll make it worthwhile. Yeah. And I, I think, think a lot of the, you know, the players union threatening a strike, it, it is the, the last resort kind of thing. But, it you know, putting that all on the table first thing kind of tells them, well, we need to take a second here and kind of talk about this because originally like i said it was just kind of sprung on them i think it was announced on like a friday and then they were playing their first weekend of games and then they were like well, wait a minute i don't want to travel right i think it might actually just be leverage to get the players more money um like oh well we're not going to play like you guys clearly didn't want us to go into like contract negotiations over this so here we go i don't know there is something to be said for traveling they say in school they taught you that to acclimatize properly when you travel it takes like two weeks for your blood to get used to the climate you you move to yeah so like to fly in on like a tuesday granted you're flying first class you still have the issue of it's a different tropic you know what i mean like it is going to have some differences and god forbid the game be in like denver which it won't be but you know what i mean yeah like yeah so there is some issues there and it People just don't, don't want to do that. I mean, you know, Lionel Messi that can't be bothered to play in the World Cup, yet alone go to the States for a couple of weeks. Right. So I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the league, um, the first weekend, it was pretty uneventful. Uh, Valencia and Atletico Madrid tied 1-1. Uh, I guess we were kind of trying to see if Atletico would pull away. Um, they did not. Uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid won. And then everything else is kind of a moot point. Uh, this week, there are no real games of note, so we will move on to the Prem. And I think, first off, we have to talk about Man U losing to Brighton. Ben, how close are we to seeing Mourinho going? I think the the going rate right now is I think he, I gave him like eight or nine days. So I think he's got five days left till he's going like, to. I think he's walking in under five days. We, you know what, though, man, like, United tradition, this isn't out of the ordinary for them to lose a game like this early in the year. It's pretty classic. I don't think that Mourinho is really getting, I think he's getting kind of uh, the tough end of the stick, if you will. Like, I don't think it's all Mourinho. You got Paul Pogba playing, like, a 45-yard pass across his own box on a center back's chest with a man on. Like, there were some serious issues going on. They made some lineup adjustments. Uh, Lukaku scored. And in fairness, the goals that came out of it were pretty good. The first goal that we conceded was was, was pretty great. It was good build-up. It was a uh, cheeky little flick at the end to go in. And, it really, you know, they looked good. They scored two quick goals. Right. United struggle typically on the road earlier in, early in the year. Um, and another telling sign, like, Pogba's still taking penalties, so I think Mourinho is trying to keep him happy, and I think you're seeing Pogba trying to get himself out of there. Um, I think this might be more Pogba than Mourinho. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there, though, that are really looking you know, to see whether or not Mourinho's going to be gone by Christmas. I think that's kind of the, the going bet right now. Um, they got Tottenham coming up this week at home, and then they have Burnley over at Turf Moor, which you know isn't going to be a, an easy game. Uh, and then they head into the international break. So, I mean, if they haven't won two games straight out of that, there's going to be a lot of time for a lot of people to talk about what's going on. Yeah. You know? And, I, th- and I, you know, we know the press over there. They're going to build up everything. 
uh, to a point that maybe it isn't, and maybe it isn't that right now. Um, but I think that a lot of people are looking at a club that doesn't really have the identity of Manchester United right now. It seems a little bit joyless in the locker room. Paul Pogba, after the game, saying that the team's attitude wasn't right. Um, you kind of, you know, got a question. Okay. Uh, a, I take it as, okay, great. The captain seeing that, you know, we weren't playing well. That's, you know, number one point. We need to get better at doing that. But also, you're a team full of professionals and you're walking, you're Manchester United walking into Brighton. You should have your mind right. You should know that it's not, no game is going to be easy and you should be out there to always win. And I feel like it's not. Right. And I think you talked about not seeing the identity of Man United. And when I think of a classic Man United squad, yeah, you talk about your Skolzy, Giggs, and everyone, but there's always been that solid center back. And that keeper. So you got De Gea. De Gea is great, but you do not have a, a back line for crap. Like, um, you got Marcus Rojo coming off of injury any day now. And I think you're going to see a little bit of a difference after he's back in the lineup. I do think Pogba can say it was attitude. I think it's, hit. again, I go back to anyone on several occasions. He's playing long balls to defenders in the air with a guy on. And that isn't what a leader does. You right. know what I mean? Uh, the hospital passes were killing him. Um, after the game, I know it said that Mourinho just kind of had very few words. The vice president was down in the dressing room after the game. I don't know. You know, there, there's dismay. But how? I wonder how much of that is the press just having a field day on a team that has a lot of injuries, no solid back four. And... In fairness, a lot of players coming out after being gone for the World yeah. Cup. Like uh, Jesse Lingard came on. I'm not the biggest Jesse Lingard guy, but he played pretty well. Brings a little bit of pace to right. the game. You're Ashley Young back in the lineup. But again, they played him at right back instead of left yeah. back. You got, so Valencia has been left out of the lineup now. You bring Valencia back. You put Ashley Long in the right, Young in the right position. And then you have uh, Marcus Rojo back. I think you're in a completely different squad. I think those are the slight changes going on that need to happen. I was happy to see Lukaku get kind of a strange goal, but get on the, the scoring sheet early. Um, I think I'm excited about the Tottenham game because those are the games they kind of rise to. Um, I don't think Tottenham have a whole lot. They have one player, Demba Ali. I think Ali is really good, and I think he makes Harry Kane look much better than yeah. he is. Um, so I, I do think it's a game that they'll probably walk away with with a win. And then who did you say they play after? Uh, they have Burnley. So like a team like that's just it. They'll look great against Tottenham. Everyone will be like, oh, well, maybe it's leveling out. And then someone like Burnley, they'll draw. Right. I did. I did say last week we'd struggle. Um, I I thought we were going to lose with a late goal. We definitely lost by one. But those two quick goals in succession beat. Right. Um, I think conceding two is rough. Um, and they were unlucky, in fairness, not to come back. Um, you, you know, United dominated the game in possession. And I'm pretty sure they had, like, they had some weird stat about passes. One of their players was at, like, 98% in pass accuracy. Um, so it, it's there. It just isn't clicking. And that is that team chemistry. But they've been back from the World Cup for three weeks now. Right. Most of them. Right, and they've had a, a small mini break. You know, they should be kind of, I mean, it goes back to the whole, you know, are you going to be rusty or, are, are you know, from having time off or are you going to be tired or or are you going to be sharp because you've been playing? So I think, you know, it's it's all chemistry. 
And I think a lot of it, like we have been saying, has a lot to do with how the media are playing up everything. You know, once there's a problem, they'll dig into that. Did you see, though, going back to Paul Pogba, Paul Scholes after the game said that Pogba had a poor game and he lacked leadership. So kind of taking what a lot of people might have saw from a lot of the game. Um, and then, but the reply from Paul Pogba's agent, Mino Raula, was just amazing. He said that Paul Scholes wouldn't recognize a leader if he was in front of Sir Winston Churchill. What do you make of that? I think uh, Rayola is kind of an idiot because how let's let's get real. How many times has uh, Paul Scholes won a Premier League? I don't. Did he win it three times, four times? I mean, if not more, a couple FA Cups. Pretty sure there's a couple Champions League yeah. in there. Just saying, Pogba. You're not at that level yet. Granted, it wasn't Pogba. Yeah, but there's a lot of talk Ray, about Ray it. Is is yeah. Pogba like using him as a front to put out a, a message? But I don't see how that. These agents now, you know, they have so yeah, much invested away, right? in these players, and it's you know that's their their asset, so to speak. So they they want to be out there defending it. But I uh, thought it was some strong words for sure, and just kind of highlighting you know another problem within the club. Right, and I think Rayola's following the likes of, like, LeVar Ball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's just trying to get in the limelight. Yeah. You're nobody. Yep. I think Pogba might be a little bit more level-headed than that, but he's definitely on an island right now. Like, I don't think he has any help. I don't think it's necessarily his team's fault. I think it's he's been home for three weeks from the World Cup, and now he's got to do a lot of work. You go from winning the championship to having all this drama. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a reality right. check. They'll come around. Yeah, well, another team I'm hoping that comes around, my Newcastle, like I said, wouldn't have walked across the street to watch the game that they played. They just That was the ultimate boring Oh, God, game. it was so bad. I woke up early just to watch it, and I don't know why. Should have stayed in bed. It was seriously so bad. So it poses my next question. Can you name three teams that are worse than Newcastle? Does Newcastle have a chance at not getting relegated? Um, yeah, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say Burnley. Okay possibly Southampton, which is great because I like a good Southampton-Newcastle game. <laughs> and I, that's where I'm stuck, man. Like, I honestly, and I would have said, probably West Ham, looking at it. Like, I think, I like Newcastle over Bournemouth. I, I'm telling you, Cardiff City are a better squad than they look like. So, like, yes, it's a nil-nil, and it was kind of a disappointing game. Yeah. But that sometimes happens when teams are pretty level. So I'd say, yeah, three squads straight off the bat, West Ham, Burnley, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's not a good sign. So I spent all week thinking about this. I think I posed the question to you after that game because I was just so sad. Um, And I've got Huddersfield who are just sitting at the bottom right now, and I don't think they're going to move off that spot. Um, I did have West Ham, who are also 19th right now, also looked abysmal. 500 goal difference right now and then i had a i actually had four teams so burnley who did really well last season they actually made it to the europa league i think that making it to the europa league could actually give them a lot of burnout and i think they might struggle in the prem this year um it's either them or cardiff so i think that we will come a healthy 17th although right now i do want to say we're better than arsenal arsenal have no points we have one (laughs) uh wolves Wolves might be interesting to see how they play out. They lost 2-0 with a man advantage. Yeah. So there's things going on. Yeah. Like I said, it's all, you know, like kind of all speculation right now, two weeks in, but it does sort of give you a good indication of where your team is at that early on. 
um, Newcastle has Chelsea and then Man City in the next two weeks. And then I think we play Arsenal after that. Yeah. So got a lot to prove in the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, we are going to be hurting. Did you catch any of the Chelsea-Arsenal Yeah, that was actually really – so it was actually a good game. And I thought Arsenal were going to do it. I thought they were going to get their points and everything that we had said last week was going to be worth nothing. And then Chelsea stole it. I mean, I I got this thing where, like – I think Arsenal's that club that's always going to be close and just can't pull it together. They missed two inside the six. Yeah, they had so many like, shots on goal, too. You know, they played really well, and they opened right. up opportunities, and then they just didn't finish. They're going to win a couple games by, like, three or four. They won't beat those big teams. You can't be spooning the ball inside the six. The spoon of the week came from uh, from Arsenal this week, though. Like, there's a ball put back across the box out of a young and he just sends it straight in the road. Yeah. Like, just deck that ball out in the solar system, spoon in the way. Yeah. Um, um, you do have to talk about think- with Arsenal. You had Arsene Wenger out in Liberia this week, and he was given... Is it an OBE type it's thing? It's kind of like that. Uh, the order of distinction. It's like the, the greatest humane order that you can get in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and they just gave it to Arsene Wenger because uh, George Way is the president there now, and he was brought over to Monaco in 1988. So yeah, he's kind of like giving him a payback. That's that's funny. <laughs> it's that's just awesome. so bizarre to see him walking around Liberia yeah. of all places getting uh, getting an award. And I will say though, I think uh, Arsenal took some advice from you last week when you were talking about Aaron Ramsey's touch, and we kind of uh, explained to our our loyal listeners about the four three three and how easy it is to exploit when your center mid has a crap yeah. touch. So they made that change. They moved. They slotted Urzel inside, um, benched Aaron Ramsey, and it it made all the difference because Urzel's got that touch. You know what I mean? Like he's got the ability to control play and distribute. Aaron Ramsey's touch kind of kills him, um, and I imagine that might have been related to coming home from the World Cup as yeah. well. Um, Mkhitaryan again, spoon of the week. Straight over, you know, they look good, but I just don't see them beating Man City. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to beat a Man City. They're going to struggle against Man United. Yep. They'll put one or two away, uh, but they're not going to be anything that special. Um, I do think Chelsea looked pretty good. Yeah, Chelsea was going to be another surprise team for me. Um, I thought they were going to do, you know, finish in the top six, but they seem to be hanging in with everyone. They looked good. Uh, a little weak defensively again. I mean, Arsenal. Were they were slicing them open in the back, but they just couldn't finish. Um, so maybe some things to work on there. Uh, definitely gonna, you know, be scored on by the likes of Man City. A little more clinical finishing. I hope they don't look that good this weekend against Newcastle, but you know, they will. Um, another early surprise, Ben, that I had is Watford. They're hanging in there too. Dude, I called it. I said week one, Watford were gonna bring the heat this year. I'm with you though. They, they, you know, they're they're yeah. doing it. It's one thing to be like, oh, I think that's them. It's another thing to see them actually yeah. do it. Yeah, they got Crystal Palace think, this um, week too, so like a good opportunity to get three for three. They're moving, and like they are conceding goals, which against like Burnley, which is going to kill them in yeah. the long run. But I do think they're good. I, you know what I mean? Like they're winning games that they should be winning, and that to stay afloat in the Premier League, that's a lot yep. of it. Um, and they, their goals are coming from a variety of people, too. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I think Wofford were that. The the big my kind of surprise this week, the takeaway from all of it, was actually Liverpool Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace got robbed. Uh, Salah had two dives that gave up a PK and a red yeah. card, and they uh, James Milner, the most underrated English player of all time. <laughs> Slotted in the PK, and then the second goal came from, I think it was Monte, or is it Monte, or is it Monte? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's Monte. Yeah, Sadio Monte. Monte. Lightning fast, unreal goal to kind of finish it off. But Crystal Palace with a man down, I I don't know, man. Like, that shouldn't be 2-0. You should be seeing something like 6-1. Granted, like, don't get me wrong, three points is three points, and they're on the road as well, so, like, they're fine. Right. But... I think, you know, from a club that's expected to be on the heels of Man City this year, you got to see a bigger win there. And I was a little disappointed to see Salah go down so easily. Um, right. The PK was so soft, yeah, man. It like, was. It, but the. It's stuff like that that ruins the game, though. That's why you have people taking dives because they see the pros do it. They see, it, you know, it's something to capitalize right. on. Right. Um, and to be frank, like he should be confident enough to stay on his feet inside the 18 to have a go. Yep. Um, so that was my big surprise this week, just because I think Watford have what it takes to win. Uh, Liverpool should be beating teams like Crystal Palace much more. Right. I mean, if you take a look, Man City beat Huddersfield 6-1, you know, and Liverpool beat only a, maybe a slightly better team in Crystal Palace. And again, one man down, 2-0. So, you know, right. a little bit of a difference there. So much for uh, missing Kevin De Bruyne. Granted, don't <laughs> right. get me wrong, it's Huddersfield, but Kevin De Bruyne, yeah, who? exactly. Uh, we don't yep. care. Six one. That was an absolute thrashing, and we we knew it was coming. But we said, like, if Man City are going to be that legit, you got to beat teams heavily. And then it, what else do they have? That was it. They had seventy seven percent of possession. Like, they absolutely toyed with Huddersfield. <laughs> um, you know, 92% pass accuracy. That sucks. Like, that's terrible. Uh, David Silva David Silva scored a goal. Sergio Aguero had, had one. Jesus had one. You know, yeah. like, it it happens. There's an own goal as well. Yeah, you know? it's just a, it was kind of a crazy game. On Liverpool talk, so they are getting rid of their goalkeeper, Loris Karius who you might remember, absolutely just, you know, died during the Champions League final, made two mistakes that ultimately lost them the game. Uh, he's out the door. He's on his way to Turkey. So, Do you think he got paid off? Oh, absolutely. So there's, I mean, there's like a lot of talk on like Liverpool blogs and stuff that um, Jurgen Klopp couldn't even console him after the game. And I think, you know, maybe he just got too emotional and they were just like, Dude, come on! You know, get over it. You gotta. We gotta move on. We gotta go to the next season and all that kind of stuff. And he just couldn't do it, so he's out. He's gone. I mean, in fairness, dude, you know they they ran him out of town. Like you can't survive in a town like Liverpool. No. screwing him right. over. Di Maria was he ever at um, Man City? No, he was Real Madrid. So yeah, he went Real Madrid, Man United, PSG. So when he. He did something wrong. Oh, when he went to PSG, he was, like, going over there for a physical. And, like, this is just how serious people take this. He went over there for a physical. And while he was over in uh, Paris for his physical, he ro- his house was robbed because they were so mad. And <laughs> they didn't take it. And they just trashed his house. <laughs> like, 
You know what I mean? Like, you know that happened to that keeper. Oh, Champions League hope destroyed. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Screw this guy. Definitely took a bribe. Payoff. Cheating. Cheating guy. <laughs> uh, so looking at some of the games this week, I think uh, the one that sticks out the most is Monday's game, Tottenham Man United. You know, like we've yeah. been talking about, a lot of stuff going around the club with Man United. Um, Tottenham kind of needing another good game in them. And then any other things? I mean, I know that you're like, kind of watching Wolves to see if they can do something. They play Man City this week, so if they're going to do anything, now would be the time. Other than that, Arsenal might have a chance of getting their first three points playing West Ham. Uh, if they lose that one, I don't know. We'll have a different discussion next week. I think that's going to be a 2-2 draw. I mean, I'm telling you, I just got this feeling that Arsenal are just going to shit the bet. Like they, there's a, yeah. I don't think Wolves will do anything at all against City. I think Wolves are going to lose 6-0. I think we are going to see like the most scores goals out of our Premier League team this year. It's going to be Man City. Okay. I think uh, Watford. If Watford asserts some dominance over Crystal Palace, that'd be pretty yeah. good. Um, and then it's definitely you know can can Newcastle muster up at least a draw against Chelsea to kind of show their worth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to do something. Otherwise, like I said, we're going to be hurting really, really bad. Yo, do these Monday games piss you off? Yeah, they do a little bit. I mean, that's a total marketing ploy by, you know, the networks over in England. They're trying to copy Monday Night Football. They literally call it Monday Night Football. That's why they're doing it. And it's always at like, I mean, this game is at like three in the afternoon on the East Coast here. So Monday afternoon, half your audience in the U.S. is never going to be able to watch it. I mean, even then, like the entire audience in the U.S. isn't going to be able yeah, to watch it. Yeah, unless you're like lucky enough to have like a TV next to you that you can grab it. But even then, right? You know, you're probably working a little bit. Right. So, like, yes, it's a ploy, but like that's the game of the week. You should be playing that on like Sunday. At noon. Right. I think Fulham Burnley will be the bore off of the week. Like it's one of those boring games. Yes. I get to see like a zero zero there. Maybe an own goal or something to win yeah. the game, but probably I don't know, man. Like I'm seeing some of this stuff go down. I'm getting frustrated with Man United. You're frustrated with Newcastle. Why do we watch this? Because <laughs> we love it. That's the reason. <laughs> well, if you're looking for a way to have some excitement in your life in regards to soccer, you could go out to the Las Vegas Lights FC. They have a new promotional scheme. They are going to drop five thousand dollars in cash out of a helicopter during their game. On September 8th. Dude, you know what this reminds me of? First off, well, two things. First, it reminds me of just how crap the MLS is. Um, And we discussed that at length last week. But secondly, there was a Simpsons episode that did exactly this at a football game. (laughs) That's because the Simpsons know the universe. That's how they run everything. Dude, they have all the answers. Yeah, it's just a marketing ploy. Apparently, they've done some other stuff. One game, they had llamas come out on the field before the game. Yeah. Like, in typical Las Vegas, you know, fashion. Right, and the thing is, too, it's $5,000 cash, and they have a 200-person stadium. So, really, if you divide it that equally, it's like 25 bucks. So, why, doesn't it, why don't they just offer, like, free admission to the game? Arguably uh, cheaper. Yeah. I, someone's going to get hurt. Like, I know I'd be punching <laughs> right. people. Like, give me that money. Right. Like, you could net, just saying, you could probably net realistically like 150 bucks if you were pretty violent at that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, start shoving people. Oh, yeah. Or like, hurt. we just wear like one of those suits that's like super sticky or something. <laughs> Velcro. Yeah, right. just like, just do something to, to just win as much as you can. There's going to be all sorts of things going on there. So that's something to look out for. You know, um, the the game of the weekend outside of the Premier League to watch for me, though, we got Lazio against Juventus. 
Ronaldo has not scored yet. Yeah. Uh, he had his, his debut this weekend. I, I have a feeling he'll put one away this weekend. Um, Wayne Rooney was on the news the other day talking about, I think, like, the Daily Mail was like, Wayne Rooney makes bold predictions that, and I, of course, it was clickbait, so I fell down that well. <laughs> and it was that Ronaldo wouldn't take Juventus to win uh, Sierra A. And I was just like, of, of course. Like, that's not a bold statement. Like, I do think Ronaldo has that kind of edge where he can take a team to a championship level. Right. So I do think we're going to see Ronaldo coming out for Juve. Um, I I don't know the last time I saw an Italian football league game on ESPN. No, I know. So, I saw that they got some of the rights to that stuff, and uh, they're, like, really pipping it out now, especially since Ronaldo's there. Um, and it's actually kind of exciting. I, like I said, you know, we've been talking about how the Italian league kind of maybe fell off a little bit. Um, it's kind of good to see it come back. I think it's a uh, it's a fun league to watch. I used to love watching the Italian league when I lived in England. Yeah, Eurosport. Yeah, the game was on at like nine o'clock because they or it's probably like seven o'clock, nine o'clock Italian time because it was so hot. They would play their games in the evenings, so like it was like you know that game you'd put on when you're like getting ready for bed. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's the Italian league is back. You know what else is back? Swift Geeks Podcast Twitter. Oh snap! <laughs> Everyone, right there. Follow. We us. need to insert horns right there, like. Bram, bram, bram. That's right. Because yeah, we back. That's right. There's no tweets, but we're back. Uh, follow us at Real Swift Kicks. It's at Real Swift Kicks, and we're gonna post some polls, everything that we can do on there. Uh, try and interact with you guys more, and uh, like we always say, leave us comments questions that you want us to talk about be great and you can always follow us on facebook that one is swift kicks podcast so that's everywhere that you can find us of course you can get the the podcast right here you can get it on itunes google stitcher spotify anywhere else that you would find anything so until then guys let's get watching this weekend's games and we'll talk to you soon love it ricky ricardo